everybody. Welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Hootink, and I brought back with me Jamie Bacon and, of course, as always, Christian Conway. Oh, boy, do we have a fun one. Padres in four. Oh, Oh my God. Keep it off this podcast. I I am wearing my jersey, okay? I'm recording over when the Padres' first pitch comes, so do not question my commitment to this podcast. I mean, I was going to say, you also realize, like, the Dodgers beat you last night. I, I I watched every minute of it. Yes, I do realize exactly. I mean, it was a nail biter. It was like, why is it three one? But hey, anyways, we, we, we <laughs> welcome pitched. to Simply Baseball with Michelle, Christian, and Jamie. <laughs> I was gonna say we Simply pitched, Sports. But... We pitched five innings of shutout baseball through the bullpen. Everything's gonna be fine. All right, everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> it's pretty wild, man. <laughs> <laughs> simply Baseball. <laughs> I was like Simply Sports, but you know. <laughs> um so yeah how about those la galaxy huh yeah i mean what a performance I, I i thought you know in that first half they were incredibly precocious you know they you know as i've said multiple times on this podcast how i view teams in terms of how they how they handle attacking states is basically going downhill and i felt for the most part of that first half the field was tilted towards houston's goal and the galaxy were going downfield and it was it would be moments where things would break, right? Where like a play would break or whatever. And I think with a lot of what we've seen this season is the Galaxy have allowed when that play to break, they've allowed it to go past the halfway line. And all of a sudden, the other team's in the attacking third, which is what we saw in the Houston goal. But outside of that, I mean, the Galaxy never really allowed Houston to breathe. And I think that's a really important point here. And yes, I know Houston's bad. I, I understand that. They are a team that's completely in disarray. But man, the Galaxy for about, I'd say, 70 minutes of that game looked absolutely incredible. And I, if if they play like that this weekend, Nashville does not stand a chance. When that first goal went in for Houston, I was like, well, that's it. Decision day. We love to lose to Houston. I was just instantly, it's over. This game is done. I don't care. But the way that the Galaxy recovered and kept their composure is something that we haven't seen a lot of from them this season. Um, I'd say really until like maybe the last handful of games. And I think a big part of that is bringing in Pooj. Uh, I remember in the text thread, I was, I was saying to you guys, you know, Delgado was obviously a really good get before the season. Brugman coming in fit with him so well, but Pooj was the puzzle piece that was missing to make that midfield absolutely terrifying for other MLS teams. And I think the the way that Pooch and, and Delgado and Brugman all understand each other in the way that the balance is there, right? I think we, we, when we talked about the Galaxy, maybe in... I, I, I compare a lot of this to the Galaxy in May, you know, April, May, and June, where it's... We talked a lot about the Galaxy being unbalanced. We talked a lot about these vacillating results. We talked a lot about, you know... If they just get this one thing right, then it's going to be okay. The way that they balance that midfield just creates so much stability throughout the rest of the team, right? Because, I mean, you know, yeah, the Galaxy are not the best at transition defense. I can agree with that. I'm okay with accepting that as a fact. You know, Raheem Edwards always pushes a little too high, and that's why I maybe think Chase Gasper might be a little bit of a better decision um, on on Sunday or on Saturday. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But the ease with which they just could find the balance in the midfield and it never looked like it was off kilter right like I felt like with the galaxy early in the season it was they're really good at attack or they're really good at defending there is no in between you know these are the two game states they exist in 
they were able to cultivate a game against Houston. And I know it's Houston. I know they're not great. But the ease with which they could just kind of float from game state to game state and not let anything get too out of control or out of their hands was incredibly impressive at times. I mean, it looks like Houston was under a pressure cooker in that 45 minutes where just the ball kept coming down and down and down. And Joe Tutino made a good point in the broadcast, and Kobe Jones uh, also made this point as well, which was if you're a defense that has to deal with that constant pressure, you exhaust yourself, not just physically, but mentally. And that's what good teams do is they eat mental mistakes. And I think the Galaxy are starting to create those mental mistakes where now they've got to start eating them. I don't know if they would have done that in the beginning of the season. Now they're starting to do that. And I think, obviously, MLS Cup playoffs is about getting hot at the right time. But, I I mean, at risk of saying it, they're getting hot at the right time, you know? So I did say, I think, um, I know I told friends this, but on the last episode, at least, I didn't think that the Galaxy were a third-place team. And it turns out that they are not. They got the fourth-place seat. But actually, that does work out for us. We still get to host a game, and we get to host Nashville. Um, You know, not going to underestimate Nashville. Um, You know, with Houston, yeah, when that first goal went in, like Jamie said, that's exactly what I was thinking, that this is just another decision day. Here we go. We're lucky if we get a draw, and it's a big ask for the Galaxy to come back from behind. But you're right that the Galaxy did step up and that they not only stepped up, but these goals were – were really awesome and I know Jamie you were texting the chat like you know once Chicha gets a goal like that's all that was gonna like the dam was gonna break especially for Chicha and so um yeah back to your point Christian yeah that's the only thing though right like I'm super excited for the playoffs I really have um more faith in this team and we always keep it positive here on Simply Soccer but my my feeling was that yeah Houston is it's been eliminated, right? Like I didn't feel as threatened by them as past decision days. And, you know, that's not to put down the galaxy's work, but it doesn't for me guarantee that they're going, you know, like to win MLS cup as, you know, we so keep praying to the soccer gods for. Oh, we're going to the ship, baby. We are going to the ship. I saw a fun tweet that said the galaxy have won the cup every year that ended in two since the existence of this team 2002 2012 huh. oh all right i like i like that so so my th- my thought about it is yes houston's not a good team and we we've we've gone over this this blood multiple times i mean they pounded them in possession 66.5% to 33.5 Beat him on shots, shots on goal. I mean, all the all the stat lines you want to see. I mean, expected goals was two point six or two point three. Excuse me. They probably should have scored more than three. Um, I think that's a very favorable number to Houston. And the passing network map is basically looks like a spider's web. It's just they were so. I, I, I want to use the word efficient. I think is probably the best word to use it in terms of the way that they got the ball into the attacking third and then used it from there. Um, they got into those Manchester City quote unquote kill zones where it's right on the edge of the box and it's either you can cross it or pull it back, look for the trailing runner or look for the runner in the box. Uh, there was definitely a lot of chances that Chicharito and Cabral flubbed. But I think what what struck me the most was they go down a goal, right? And I think all of us kind of looked at it and said, typical decision day in Houston, right? Like this is what happens. We we screw it up. 
I think there was a little bit of the shackles were off simply because they'd already qualified for the playoffs. And I don't think Vanny cared about getting a home playoff game or not. I really, I, I don't think he particularly cared about that. I think he cared about, is my team over the line in the playoffs? Yes, we're good to go. I, I do think there's, there's a lightness about this team, I think is, is the word to use here. There's a, there's a certain air of everything is easy right now. And, and they have to take advantage of that. Now, it's a and to steal a baseball reference, it's a bit like working with a, a hot-handed pitcher, right? Where it's like, when is the time to pull him before, you know, that 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 hot hand turns cold? And I think the galaxy are starting to struggle with like are starting to not struggle with that concept, but get into that concept of this is a very good lineup, this is a very good team. How do we manage a lot of the expectation, but also how, how do we manage, you know, making sure that we keep players on form and keep players focused? I think there's going to be some very interesting roster decisions that come up. And obviously when you get into a playoff game, you have to, you know, you have to keep it. Playoffs are difficult because you have to stay with what you know, right? Like you have to stay with what you've done for the entire 36 weeks of the season, but you also have to kind of individually plan for games because there may not be a tomorrow. And I think that's going to be a very interesting uh, uh, thing that, 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 that pulls a lot of conversation here, which is, I don't think it's going to look like it did against Houston. I think they're going to be a little bit more pragmatic. I think they're going to be a little bit more sharp, but I will say if we're going to continue to talk about the Houston match, I mean, the way that they just could keep things going downhill. I mean, just the ease with which Pooch and Delgado and Brugman would just recycle balls to the midfield. And yeah, I know. And I've said it again, Houston's not a good team, but the, the mark of a good team is you going out and playing bad teams and doing exactly what the galaxy did on what was it Sunday afternoon? Yeah, I was just thinking about that, that starting 11, right? Like you were saying, you're right. I don't think Vanny was necessarily going for a home and we had clinched um, a a home host, but yeah, I, I really think, um, yeah, this is at least they still showed heart. Like this is what we've been wanting to see from this team that, that, yeah, they clinched, but at least they still look like this was a this was something to prove. And I really, really appreciated that much. Go ahead, Jamie. One thing I did like that Vanny did during this match was um, subbing Chicharito off a little bit earlier than he normally does. Uh, I think it was maybe the 67th minute and just giving Dehan those minutes. I mean, obviously we know they don't necessarily work the best together as a striker pair. And it's still important for, for Jovlich to get in and get those, those quality minutes, especially if something tragic should happen and he has to go back into a starting role. You know, you don't want him to be out of form. Uh, you don't want his confidence to have dropped. So I really did like the, I'm sure it was partially a safety precaution, but also just the fact that, it was quality minutes and not garbage minutes that were given. Well, I also think the the combination between Efrain and Dayon on that third goal, I mean, there's there's a connection there. And, and I think that's what's really interesting is that, you know, I think for a while we, as Galaxy fans, talked a lot about how our bench didn't really have a lot of, of depth. But you look at it now and you want everyone firing on cylinders, right, at this moment in time. And, you know, seeing Efrain just with the confidence that he had to hit that pass to Dayon, who my God, what a, you know, it's, it's a small run. I know, but it's a perfect run to get that finish, you know, done and dusted. 
I think there is the, we're having a lot of very good players peak at the right time. And I think that's so critical. I will say, I think, you know, the one concern I had was Delgado going off injured. I really hope that nothing serious. Um, but again, we're in also a season where I think players will play through things, even if, you know, they're not supposed to, uh, if, if, if that knock happens, maybe in April, May, he doesn't play this weekend, but obviously we're in a, a little bit of a different part of the season. But I think it's it's going to be – I think what, what they did so well was just keep the pressure on. And I think what we lacked in the early part of the season was they would have these moments where they kept the pressure on for a certain amount of time, and then it would just break. It never broke against Houston. And if they can do that consistently, then a lot of teams are going to have trouble with them because it's going to be, again, that mental exhaustion that you have to deal with where it's a team just constantly coming at you being like, all right, where do I keep my angles? Who am I looking at? Where am I, where am I tracking? Like – that exhaustion gets to a team. And that's how the Galaxy are, I think, going to try and break teams down from here on out, which is just exhausting them to the point where it's just the pressure cooker's on you. You can't keep up. One mistake, boom, we we punish that. And I think that's kind of what we saw against Houston. That's the blue. The, the Houston game is Vanius platonic ideal of what the LA Galaxy can be. I don't I don't know if we're ready to move on yet, but I I was thinking, like watching this Houston game and then thinking forward to the Nashville match. This team is a completely different team than when we played Nashville earlier in the season. I mean, just bringing in a couple players and and tweaking a, a few things here and there has really changed the dynamic. And for a, at the time, struggling Galaxy, we didn't even play that terrible Nashville. So to see us, you know, like you said, getting hot at the right time, um, it does give me a lot of confidence going into this this weekend because it is a very different squad and a very different look in the way that they they play out there. Yeah, and, and I'm just glad that it is a home game because, I mean, you know, we do play. I know that earlier in the season, again, talking about this being a different team, I, I think that, honestly, our chances are better because we're playing at home. Go ahead, Christian. Well, I, I to quote Matt Doyle, who I – quote far too often on this on this podcast but I, I do find him to be a very cultured writer he says uh about the LA Galaxy this is a team that did does almost everything at a high level but just goes to pieces in front of goal if the Galaxy finished their chances at just an average level with no overperformance they'd have 10 more points in general the thing I look at most when determining whether or not a team is good is whether they show the ability to repeatedly create high level scoring chances with coordinated movement on and off the ball I'd argue the Galaxy do that and now what what is happening is they're finishing those chances at a higher rate. And we saw that against Houston where they just keep creating, creating, creating. And soccer is a, a low margins game, right? You know, we talk about a sport that, you know, a one nil win is a constant in our sport, right? So it's a low margin sport. The problem is the galaxy early in the season just didn't get to those moments. Now they're creating those moments, but every now and then one of those is going in the back of the net. And I think that's the big thing here. And I think against Houston and that first half, especially and, and, and a little bit in the second half, um, they got into high leverage moments and started to kind of almost finish them. I mean, Chicharito probably should have had two goals in the first half. Obviously it's a great stay save from uh, Stevie Clark. And then he completely skies one that, you know, none of us would have expected, right? Like normally Chicharito finishes that kind of chance. The one that he uh, misses out on the outside post, but it's like, it, like if they start putting them in the back of the net, right. Which is what they're kind of starting to do. And it's like our constant complaint with Cabral. It's our constant complaint with Grancier. It's our constant complaint with a lot of other players. 
this team goes places, right? Because yeah, the defense is suspect. I think that's that's a fair complaint to make, but they just get themselves into such high leverage opportunities. And it looks like now they're starting to at least kind of take that one extra thought moment and actually start to convert on them. And I think that's a very big deal. You know, like it's no, like I think about it, it's, it's no surprise that the LA Galaxy lead the league in terms of penalties awarded towards the team because the Galaxy just get themselves into high leverage moments and, you know, a challenge happens. And of course, a penalty is going to be awarded. Um, is their penalty conversion rate absolutely garbage? Yes. Um, but I just, I feel that they're getting like the, the reward for all of those high leverage moments that they've been getting into is finally being given. And out of all the times to have that happen, it's really nice when it happens in like June and you, you know, go 15 points clear to the table. It's really, really better when it happens in like September, October, and you're about to enter the playoffs. And I think we're in that slot right now where these high leverage moments are starting to finally get rewarded and be, you know, moments where the galaxy can actually convert chances and opportunities. Even looking at the ones that, that didn't go in, there were there were some some shots taken that I was like, you know what? Maybe it wasn't the most quality, but I'm glad you were taking it. Because like we've talked about this a million times over on this podcast about how earlier in the season guys just were afraid to shoot. If it wasn't Chicharito, it just looked like everyone was afraid to shoot. Um, you know, and and the wingers got involved and the defense got involved and guys, if the ball was on their foot, they were looking to make it go forward. Uh, if not for the pass, then for the net. And that's something, even if maybe not the most quality chance chance that I greatly appreciate this squad finally doing, because eventually that chance is going to be quality. It is going to find the back of the net. And if nothing else, it's going to keep that keeper thinking like, these are coming. These are coming. I have to, you know, move this way, move that way. And eventually he might step off the line the wrong way and boom, we got it. And I'm glad that the score line actually matched what we saw, you know, like so many times we've come so close or even like we're joking about like the Dodgers and the Padres, but you know, it's like, yeah, we're in it right now where this, these are going to be nail biting games, but um, I am so excited for the game on Saturday. I legit was like, so worried that tickets were going to sell out. I was like, I like emailed a rep right away, um, you know, but because I mean, yeah, look at the last time that we qualified for a playoff game, you know, and you know, that one against you know, just having Zlatan here and just not him getting any silverware, you know, just with that team that he had. And so, you know, we can't go back, but definitely this is, this is an incredible like step up that this team has made, you know, um, that we're talking about this team being cup contenders and to be able to host another playoff game at home, um, yeah, I um, yeah, there's actually a good chance for rain. Did you guys see that? There's like a 30% chance for rain. I know it's a little early to say that, but I just think back on that 2011 Houston game. It probably won't rain oh, that much God, if it does. Don't take me back to that game. That was the coolest <laughs> night of my life. It really um, was. Yeah. But, way, pop- but yeah, but like, yeah, I'm ready for all those things that that playoffs bring on. Well, I, 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 I quote the late great. I mean, he's still alive, but the late for the galaxy Guillermo Shaloto, which is you ask for a seat at the dance. And then once you get to the dance, well, I mean, all bets are off. Right. And and that's what we want as fans is, is, is a reason to believe. And I think over the past, I mean, obviously the 2000, what was it? 19 run uh, against Minnesota. That was like, 
that was fun, but it didn't feel sustainable or I don't know the word to use. I, I think sustainable is, is maybe the right word to use there. This feels like something, right? Like you look at the the open cup run they made, by the way. I mean, that plays into this. They are a team that can on any given night go out and produce a result if they need to. And I think, you know, we look at, you know, this this game that they're going to play against Nashville. And I think we're moving into previewing this game. Nashville is a good team. There's no question about that. They have the presumptive MLS MVP. As far as I'm concerned, Hani Mukhtar has had a phenomenal season. But outside of that, they don't really have a lot. I mean, Anibal Godoy is a good player and, and Dax McCarty is decent. But you look at the way that Brogman has slotted into this midfield. And, you know, we talk a lot in 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 soccer. The Italians have a term for it. Um, the... the the regista, the the watch setter, right? This is the guy that controls the tempo. This is the guy that, you know, knows when to go fast, knows when to go slow, knows when to hold possession, knows when to push the game. Brooklyn's excellent at that. I mean, he's he's brilliant at just being that guy that literally, you know, can set the watch, so to speak. They've got a lot of guys that are going to hurt Nashville because Nashville doesn't like playing with tempo. They like playing slow. They like playing, you know, very methodical, you know, four four two. Everyone in front of the ball, excuse me, um, sorry, everyone behind the ball, defend in numbers, went on the counterattack, went on set pieces. The Galaxy are not going to give them that. The Galaxy are going to give them different looks. And we saw it against Houston, where Houston in the sec- in that second half really cowed themselves into a very defensive shape, and the Galaxy were just relentless in tearing them apart. I like this this concept that um, that, that Vanny has, has nailed on, which is that he's allowing Pooch to kind of float a little bit into that left-hand side channel to kind of find the game a little bit and also just be this kind of driver off the left-hand side. I like that idea because I think what it does is it forces defenses to come at you a little bit more openly. And Pooch, I don't think I've seen a Galaxy midfielder outside of maybe Sebastian Legette that can really attack guys one-on-one and win every time. And so I think they're going to get these one-on-one battles where they're going to win most of the time. Now, the question is, how fatal can the forwards be? Like, how lethal can the forwards be? Obviously, Chicharito is in good form. He's in in a mood, you can tell. Uh, but, I mean, they're going to need something else from either Cabral or Grandsir. Imagine if Cabral has, like, his Jesus redemption moment this this offseason, right? Like, so I just, I just think if they get the, again, the Galaxy in 2022, the story has been, we get into kill state moments, who is going to be the one that flips the switch? And I think that's going to be the story of the game on Sunday, or Saturday, excuse me. Um, if, if, they, if, if they can do that, then I don't think Nashville's a problem. The problem is that they allow Nashville to hang around in the game and then allow Nashville to kind of get, you know, a couple of set pieces or a couple of, you know, opportunities that maybe they don't deserve. Then I start to question, how is this all going to work? I agree. I mean, it's honestly one of the best matchups we could ask for. um, As both teams that are just kind of sitting in the middle there of, of the the playoffs it's the real test can you beat can you beat the team who has you know a similarity to you as far as record and and whatnot because yeah you could you could end in uh second and be playing rsl who's well lucky that they are in the playoffs basically so i i I like this middle of the table i like having that test because i see that if if they win that, then the confidence is there for them to go forward and destroy anyone. Absolutely anyone. It doesn't matter. Um, 
but can you beat somebody who is basically your quote unquote equivalent within the playoffs? I think that's, that's going to be the, the big thing for me. I mean, that you said um, about Cabral, I obviously, like I've always said, I, I root for the guys on our team. It is really, really hard, you know, and we're hoping that that's like the last flub, right? But he didn't even get the start. Um, you know, I know Costa getting the start. He was key in uh, a lot of these plays. So was Grant's here, you know. Um, yeah, hope- hopefully especially against Nashville, like you said, like they're able to clean things up. I think that they know what this means, um, you know, and it's not just uh, like talk, you know, like we're starting to see it on the pitch now. Well, I I think you also look at the expected goals numbers for a lot of these games. I mean, the Galaxy have been vastly underperforming expected goals for most of the season. And it, it feels like finally that number is catching up. And that's like the exact stat you want to be catching up to right when playoffs happen, right? Now, again, they don't play transition defense well. Let's remind ourselves of that. And, you know, Nashville's going to want to hit on the transition. They're going to want to hit on the counter. That's going to be something that they have to look forward to in terms of, like, how do we manage the game states where if we get caught in transition moments, how do we defend against those? Those are going to be difficult, but I think they can do it because I think Sega Koulibaly is actually a little bit more mobile than we give him credit for. And whoever he's paired with, you know, be it Derek Williams or, or Depew or whoever, you know, he's got good pairings there. I do question if there's one thing that I question about the LA Galaxy, and it's one thing that I've questioned for the entire season is I love Raheem Edwards. I think he's brilliant. I don't think he's an outside back. I think he's a winger. His defensive defensive actions per minute is a little concerning for me, but I think they can operate through that, if that makes sense. And that midfield, if they can continue to hold the control that they held like they did in Houston, then Nashville's not really going to have an answer for that because you know, as much as I love Dax McCarty, they're dragging his dried corpse through this playoff series. And Hani Mukhtar, as good as he is, can't do it alone. And so I think they they have enough about them to to get through this game, I think, on Saturday. They're going to need some big performances. I think Ricky Pooch is going to have to have a big one. Delgado's hopefully healthy. And they're going to need Brugman to just be an absolute monster, just hoovering up everything in the middle of center field. But I mean, gave them one or two chances, and I think they actually will convert. And I actually, I, I feel really good about this game. I, I like, I, I know I play the eternal optimist. It's my my role on the show, but I, I actually really do feel good about this. Like, I, I think they match up so well with Nashville in terms of what Nashville is bad at. They're bad at you know defending against teams that give them different paces. They're bad at defending against teams that control the ball. They're bad at defending against teams that, you know are able to attack from different angles. What are the Galaxy really good at? What have we always talked about? Well, they get themselves into those angles. They just haven't been able to finish. Well, now they're starting to finish those chances. Like, I I, I feel like this is the perfect matchup. Like, I know, Michelle, you wanted us to finish in third and, and you know, play the seven seed or whatever, so we'd avoid LAFC or whatever. I think this is the perfect matchup for the Galaxy. Like, I don't want to play RSL because RSL just outworks you, and I don't think the Galaxy have that in them. They're playing a national side that is that is fragile right now. And I think that's the the best matchup they could possibly have. Michelle, you mentioned Cabral not getting the start last game. And I honestly really liked that. I really liked um Grancier and Costa out on the wings. I think both of them, regardless of what the result of their play is, I think both of them play with an intensity and an aggression that that 
has been lacking I when Cabral's in. Cabral is fast and he will outrun you forever. He will still be doing laps the next day. He has that much stamina in him, but he just lacks one, the skill, but two, the intensity. He's not a guy who's going to go through you. He's not a guy who's going to body you. And having those wingers out there and almost as extra protection for, um, you know, Chicharito or Ricky Pooge or whatever has just been a lot of fun for me to watch. And I think it's also given both of them the confidence to now be uh, starting more regularly. So sorry, Cabral. I know we try to root for you. I really don't care if you're here next year, but no, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> And to close on the Cabral point, because I know he takes a lot of a lot of dogging from our the social media side of our fan base. I think a lot of times when I watch him, he just doesn't have confidence, and I and I I I feel for him in that respect because you know you you come to the Galaxy, you think you know you're playing for one of the most storied clubs in MLS, you know you're gonna you're gonna tear it up, and it just doesn't work for you, and like it happens. I mean, it ha- it's happened to countless amounts of great players. I, I feel for him because you can tell, and and you can see the body language in Houston where it was just. You know, he he doesn't feel confident, and I, th- I think a, a change of scenery is is necessary and required at this point in time. Yeah, and uh, just you know, just the last thing that you touched on uh, about Cabral not having that aggressiveness. I know, and that's just the kind of style of player that he is. It just seems like the kind of person that he is. When he actually makes a goal, it's like, yeah, cool as you like it, but it's like this is not what we need, especially when the West has been so tight and the Galaxy and Nashville are in the positions that they are because of that. It's like the playoffs are going to be just as difficult, you know, like in no way, like, yes, I do think the galaxy can win this. And I know we don't do predictions on this show, but yes, I do think that knock on wood, the galaxy are going to win, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to be a fight out there. You know, Um, I, I really get that sense. I mean, at the end of the day, it's CONCACAF football. It's a very, it's a very physical league. And if you lack that physicality and that mentality to play that way, you, it doesn't matter who you are. You're just not going to succeed in this league. I also think the galaxy have, have, have gained that fight. I, I, I think they, they were a little soft in the first half of the season and not, you know, soft in the sense of like, they were just, you know, sim and rolls ready to roll over more that they would, they would get down on themselves in games. And then, you know, if they would go down a goal early and they would, they would just, they would just roll over kind of thing. I don't think that exists anymore. And I think that is a very big thing to have coming into the playoffs. I think they're willing to work their way through any situation. And I think this, this game offers an opportunity to show exactly how determined this team can be. Yeah. And just one last point, cause I know the time is running on our zoom call here, but you know, the, the galaxy, being able to have the the signings that they that they did right that these guys have been able to unlock um each other in a lot of ways i mean you know Puj is going to be Puj, and and he came in with with skill but it's great like you said to be able to see costa and grancier be able to click and then efrain i mean we've had him but that that pass he made to dejan was just like wow okay this is the efrain that we know he can be and so um, it's it's just really great to see these guys um, clicking, and so I really look forward to seeing what, what what's going to happen on on Saturday and um, the inevitable win of the Galaxy. I'm excited for a brunch tailgate. 
Oh, yeah. Lars is doing whiskey and pancakes. Make your way on over. That sounds so good. And definitely, yes, come and say hi. Find us there. Uh, stay tuned, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Go Galaxy. We will talk to you soon. Bye.